What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 573 Podcast. As you guys may know, we've been on a month-long hiatus, just enjoying summer, time with our families, but we're starting to get that deer season itch. During our little hiatus, we did, in fact, get a partnership with RackDaddyMinerals.com. We're very excited, and to show our excitement, we have a discount on all products on the Rack Daddy Mineral website. And so that discount code is going to be 573. Basically, all you do is you put everything into your cart on the website. You go to that code. You type in 573. It'll get you a 10% discount on all your products on RackDaddyMinerals.com. I know this time of the year, um, if you're anything like me, you procrastinated to put your trail cameras out, or you already have trail cameras established, well, the best way, in my opinion, to identify target bucks for the upcoming season is to put minerals in front of those cameras. And we found that the best minerals to use are Rack Daddy Minerals. So take advantage of that um, discount and uh, get those minerals out there. Get some pictures of some big bucks. And, of course, you know, share them with us. We'd love to see some big bucks um, in velvet. But on today's um, podcast, we have an awesome topic with an awesome guest. We've got Hunter Lindsay on, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, what his role is in the hunting industry, as well as his health journey and how that has shaped his um, hunting and his life and how it's changed it. So I, I really like this topic. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Hunter's a great guy, very humble, very honest, and um, he sure does know a lot about the industry, and he's going to share with us his personal story. So really goes a long way. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll go ahead and jump into it. got hunter Lindsay here and uh you know hunter been following along with uh your your content for a little while stumbled upon your page through a mutual friend of ours reese johnson so glad to have you on the show yeah i appreciate it oh yeah i know reese pretty well so <laughs> i'm sure you know how wild it can get with him so. yeah yeah i mean and it seems like you know you're, you guys are out in the woods quite a bit you know and, oh, and yeah. producing some pretty cool content i know reese He's all about them trail cameras, and you you got a little different style. You're you're more photography, videography, and so yep. I've I've noticed from your content you have a pretty diverse background in the outdoor community. So you have a a, a pretty interesting story, and I, I'd love to hear it, um, and I'd love for our audience to hear it. So Hunter, before we get going on all that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, I appreciate you thinking that uh, that I'm special enough to <laughs> have the honor of, you know, explaining my story and everything, and that means a lot to me, man. And but uh, is this yeah, your first so, podcast? Uh, say what? Is this the first podcast you've ever done? Um, so I've done one with Parker Parker uh, McDonald. He's got that Southern Ground Hunting. Oh yeah. And um, he's a really good buddy of mine, and um, we did. <laughs> We did one late at night one night uh, while we were in Tennessee hunting, and I didn't realize it, but my foot hit 
the off button on the power surge protector oh, thing that he had everything plugged into. <laughs> so it ended up corrupting the whole file, and then we just did another one, and it was just horrible. Oh, we man. We both dog t- de- you know, dead tired. It's hard to match that first go around. Yeah. yeah. Literally yeah, the first. We were, like a, we were like an hour into it when it happened, too. So, like, we were almost done. I feel that. I feel that pain. The very first podcast I ever tried to do, I did with my father-in-law. And we were doing it on my phone at that time using some app. And mm-hmm. we were just riding around, velvet cruising, scouting, looking, and just talking about, um, you know, early season deer hunting. And got back to the house yeah. and realized that something had gone wrong halfway through. Didn't get any of that recorded and have to, had to try to re- do that podcast again it's just not the same the second time around yeah, never is yeah no the vibe's lost <laughs> yeah for sure but hunter yeah give it give us a little insight who you are and what you do man i won't interrupt you this yeah. time <laughs> no no you're good you're good so um about six years ago i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do in my life and uh college wasn't working for me um i was working with my family and you know, as fun as it can be to work with family, I just, that, that profession was just not something that I wanted to do. So, um, I decided that I wanted to pick up a camera and start filming my hunts because it seemed like it was something that would interest me. And, uh, I got to, I realized that it was, uh, very interesting to me. And I was like, well, I guess I'll try and make a living out of this. You know, what, what do I have to lose? You know, college wasn't working out for me. So, I just went head straight head into it, and uh, the rest has been history. I, I quit my job in 2018 to go film for several hunting shows out on, on the Sportsman Channel and, and the Pursuit Channel and, and even some for the Outdoor Channel. And, and uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, traveling all over the country filming deer hunts that fall. And uh, I came home, started uh, doing a lot of weddings and real estate photography and, you know, family portraits and all that stuff just to pass the time. And, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Justin Pius, uh, he got me hooked up with Bassmaster. And, uh, so I do a lot of, uh, live broadcast television for them, like filming the tournaments and everything and being in the back of the boat with the pros and, uh, documenting their every move out there on the water when they're on the tournaments so um you know i'm very very blessed to be able to travel the country doing that now and um i've made a lot of friends and a lot of connections in the hunting and fishing industry through the shows that i've filmed for and Bassmaster, and i filmed a little bit for a show called fishing university which is hosted by charlie ingram and ben Ballou. and uh they've really supported me and really been good to me and and uh they're very good friends of mine now so you know a lot of those connections i've been able to turn into friendships that uh that i think will last a lifetime and um i've been able to make a career out of it um because of that you know creating those relationships really pushes you farther in in this industry it's not all about you know what you can provide behind a camera or how big of a deer you can kill or how many turkeys you can kill in a season. It's all about those relationships when it comes to this industry. 
Yeah, man. It sounds like with the amount of experiences you've had, you you probably got a lot of stories that you could tell and share. Um, (laughs) And, you know, that is a curiosity of mine, what you just said about how it doesn't matter about certain things. It matters about the relationships you build. And uh, if if you fit in, you know, if you're if you're the type of guy that, you know, I guess gets along with people, you're not in it for selfish reasons. But the main yeah. the main question I have, you know, get be me being a, you know, media guy, I, I'm pretty new at this. You know, i I try shooting with a camera, you know, I, yeah. I, I do the podcasts and stuff like that. I'd be curious, you know, did you learn all that stuff on your own or did you, you kinda just um get with some folks that you met in the hunting industry to kinda help you further along or was it YouTube University? <laughs> so I uh when I started, my biggest source of knowledge was YouTube. And uh, so I'm pretty self-taught, but um, I've also learned a lot from being able to run the camera from some of my mentors that I've gained along the way in the outdoor industry. So, you know, it's a little bit of both, but for the longest time in the beginning, it was definitely a lot of YouTube and online material. Awesome. Okay. And so obviously your passion has been the outdoors. You know, what, what's drove you to be the the guy behind the camera versus, you know, the guy in front of the camera? Um, you know, I can be extroverted at times, but a a lot of times I'm pretty, I'm a pretty introverted guy, you know, when I want to be. And, um, just the whole, uh, attention of being a personality in, in the outdoor industry. Um, it can come with some negatives, um, from the social aspect, you know, like, um, being bombarded by people when you go out in public and, um, you know, it takes a lot to run some of these shows. So, um, you know, I just, I would rather stay behind the camera and do what I'm comfortable at is running the camera and, um, you know, I could do all right in front of a camera, but I would much rather be behind it. So that was kind of my main reason behind going this route. Do you find that you get, uh, do you feel like you're part of the hunts? Do you feel like you're, these are, you know, cause whenever you're actually hunting for yourself and, and fishing for yourself, you know, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. It can be really fun. Mm-hmm. You get that same kind of feeling behind the camera when you're filming for somebody else. <laughs> it, it's funny. Um, my first year filming, I filmed with a show called, uh, the backwoods life. And, uh, it was the very first filming trip that I had ever done in the hunting industry. And, um, I filmed Kevin Knighton kill uh, about a 130-inch eight-point in Texas at about 17 yards. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget how bad of buck fever I got just from being behind that camera. So, it, um, yes, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely still get nerves. And uh, I still get that buck fever from filming. So, it's, it's not all about being behind the gun or behind that bow you know I, I still get the same feeling whether i kill it or whether i kill it with my lens there you go yeah and i i recently talked about that you know a few podcasts ago it just there's something special about you know for me 
I, I do a lot of self-filming. And so if there's like a particular, you know, animal that I, I'm not going to shoot, just uh, whether it's, you know, a buck that's not a caliber that I, I'm looking for or whatever, yeah. you know, I get to kill them with the lens like you talk about. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. I won that round and, and I got that proof, you know, to show and uh, look back on too. So that's, yeah, that's pretty neat that you can you can look back on all the things that you've produced and and get to, you know, quote unquote, kill them with the lens. That's that's a pretty good quote right there. Yeah. And I get to I get to look back on some of these shows and I was there when it was filmed. So I get to see it through a different perspective than most people when they're watching TV. So, you know, it's uh it's pretty neat to go back and be able to watch those memories that I created with some of these people in the outdoor industry. Um and be able to cherish those and share it with family and, and, uh, just kind of show the world what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So you said that you started this around six years ago. How fast did you catch on? Um, it took me probably about a year to year and a half before I was good enough to, uh, quit my job and be able to, um, go film for these shows. But it was not just about how well, you know, I I was talking about relationships and I did a lot of networking through Facebook when I first started. So I would go through my suggested friends and I would, um, I would look at people's profiles and, you know, decide, is this a person that it might benefit to create a relationship with um, in the long run? And I would add that person and start talking to him and, and get advice from him. And, you know, that was, that was technically how I got my start with Bassmaster was by doing that. Because if I hadn't have added Justin and started talking to him, because he was more established in the video world at that time. Um, if I hadn't have done that, then I never would have been where I am with Bassmaster today, you know? Yeah. So it's all about that networking is how quickly you can get into it. Yeah, it sounds like you got to, you know, stick your neck out there. Sometimes, you know, you may not get the feedback you're looking for. You exactly. know, people are busy and uh, they have other mm-hmm. priorities, so it's it's hard. But, uh, you know, just from doing the podcast and reaching out to folks that I never thought I'd get to talk to, you know, I yeah. know that it's it's really cool when you finally get to and, and um, you can learn a lot from a, from people that have been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've probably created a couple of lifelong friends now just because you reached out to have them as a guest on the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the hunting industry and the hunting community is a little bit tighter knit group than, you know, yeah. say a different type of industry. I think it's not as cutthroat. I'm sure it can be, but um, when you're, when you're at least in, at my level of, you know, media, I'm not out you know, trying to be the number one podcast. That's just me. But uh, yeah. no, for, for malicious that. reasons, enjoy it. I just, yeah, I do. I mean, we took a month off hiatus. So um, just because we can, you know, it's not something yeah. that I feel obligated to do. It's just something we enjoy to do and we love to talk hunting. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was really excited to get you on because you, you're bringing, you know, today's conversation, uh, a different perspective to hunting First of all, I love the insight, you know, being the guy behind the camera. I don't think a lot of people get to hear that insight. And so, yeah. you know, it, it's it's great to hear that experience. Yeah. Um, 
Did I see somewhere that Luke Mitchell was on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Luke's uh, practically a neighbor. I mean, he lives just down the road, it seems like. We're not too far off, and he was on there yeah. talking about spotting stock and mule deers back in January. Yeah, yeah. He's a great dude. I, I filmed for them uh, back when they were trained assassins, and uh, and I went, and I got – so the one time that I got to film for them, it was actually Luke's turn to – have a camera guy for once so they hired me out to go film luke in illinois for like five days nice and uh i really enjoyed my time with him i've got some funny videos on my phone oh yeah <laughs> from from that trip he uh like he fell asleep in the tree one night and uh they they call him bear cub yeah yeah i, I said, remember <laughs> and i took a video of him snoring and then uh and then got and brought it back to me, and I said he definitely snores like a bear cub. <laughs> <laughs> no man, and I Luke said is that great. To the rest of the guys on the crew, and so I, I made some really fun memories with Luke. He's a great guy. Oh, he's a hoot, man. We we probably spent an hour and a half on that podcast, but I'd say we probably spent four or five hours just shooting the shit before and after the podcast. Man, he's a great time. <laughs> We'd love to I have him on that. more and more because he just he's got a lot of, lot to talk about. Yeah, no, he's a great guy, dude. I mean, he's he's salt of the earth. For sure. You know, and, and I think you, you meet those guys along the way, and we kind of touched uh-huh. on that a little bit. You know, it's just, you know, even with Reese, you know, it, it was one of those deals where he had that brand ready to hunt for a while, and uh-huh. he was doing yeah. his collegiate thing, and a, a few mm-hmm. buddies and I joined along, and that's how Reese and I's relationship kind of started. And, you know, I didn't realize, you know, what kind of impact he had even on the industry at that time. And we were just doing it because we were a group of guys in college that wanted to video our hunts. And uh, yeah, through him and, you know, through other people, we got to meet a lot of great people and, and Luke being one of those. But yeah. now I got to have met you through Reese. And, uh, <laughs> and I'd love to talk to you about, you know, some recent changes that you've made in your life that maybe have affected the way that you do things uh, from a hunting outdoor standpoint. I know recently you started on a, on a health journey. So, you know, I'd love to know more about that. So kind of what inspired that, you know, when, when did you start thinking about doing that and what your goals with that are? Yeah. So I am on a health program and uh, I've lost about 52 pounds. And so I've actually lost weight since we originally talked. Um, I lost about 52 pounds and thank you. Uh, I lost about 52 pounds in about two months and, um, I got on it because I was just tired of feeling like crap every morning. I got up to go hunt, you know, I, I woke up during Turkey season this past season. I, it felt like somebody had slapped me in the face with a sock full of bricks. And, uh, I've had several friends and mentors, um, in the outdoor industry, that have had success on this program and uh i just i was ready you know i was ready to make a change i was i was tired of feeling like crap i was tired of my knees hurting i was 293 pounds so um you know that's a lot of weight on your knees and on your hips and my grandfather's had knee and hip replacement and i don't want to end up like that like it's you know the genetics are already there. I don't want to add to it. So, um, I decided to get on this program 
and uh you know the rest is history i uh i've been able to uh gain my health back because of it and uh you know all, all the program is is um you it's all it is is just eating so you eat about six times a day and five of those times a day you're going to eat what is called a small fueling and um it's like a small little protein bar or shake or little, you know, like crunchers, like, you know, Cheetos or chips or they're not actually Cheetos, but they're like Cheetos. Um, and then like little things that you can make in the microwave in two, two, three minutes and eat in 30 seconds. So it's a very on the go type thing. And, um, and then you eat, uh, for your last meal of the day is what we call a lean and green. And, uh, it's just one serving of any lean meat, like deer, turkey, chicken, steak, um, shrimp, fish, and then three servings of any low glycemic green vegetable. And uh, so uh, that's like broccoli, salad, green beans, uh, asparagus, the whole nine yards like that. So, uh, you know, I've, I've stayed strict to that and, uh, I've been able to help several people along the way get on the same program as me and uh, lose the weight as well. I mean, I helped a, a girl that lives near here. She lost 15 pounds in her first two weeks. And then I had another one start the program as well, and she lost seven pounds in her first week. And they're, they're still going strong and, and losing the weight with me. Um, you know, holding myself accountable and – and sharing my journey online of me losing this weight and sharing the program with people and helping people through this program has really kept me accountable in um, staying strict and true to, to the program. And uh, that's how I've had my success. Okay, wow. Yeah, that sounds like uh, it has been pretty successful. Definitely uh, sounds like they've got it down to a science uh, you know, you you mentioned something, and I think maybe I don't want to overlook this, is that in turkey season of this year is when you started this program. Yeah, yeah. And today is June 28th. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, how long has it been in that time frame that you've been able to lose and drop 52 pounds? So it's been about two months. So wow. I started it at um, – just around the beginning of April, and uh, and I lost 33 pounds my first month, and I hunted five different states during that time. I was constantly on the road, and uh, killed two birds, killed my first Rio, and um, I was able to film four friends and family kill birds as well, call, call in and film it, and uh, that whole time, I was losing the weight, you know, I I was constantly on the go. And, uh, so that was what drew me to this program as well is that I could do it on my own on to go lifestyle. Like I live. Yeah. I mean, let's dial it back here too. Cause like you'd mentioned that you, you, in Turkey season, you weren't liking the way you were feeling. Is that when you noticed it or is this something that kind of gradually came on? Um, maybe some loved ones, kind of reached out to you and told you hey you know you you're not yourself anymore like what kind of uh made you wake up one day and be like all right i don't want to be like this no more i know you mentioned your grandpa um, a little bit but yeah um so you know i i've just um my dad 
uh, got diagnosed with diabetes and they uh, have been on a health journey as well. And they were kind of a motivation for me as well is that they were, they were trying to lose the weight too. Um, but so also, <laughs> believe it or not, Reese Johnson was a motivator for me. I mean, I could not keep up with that dude in the woods. And I bet even when I get to my goal weight, I'm still not going to be able to keep up with that dude in the woods. From what I understand, it'll be hard. (laughs) Yeah. As many, you know, I was, I was just tired of not being able to keep up with him. I was tired of not being able to go as far as I wanted to in the woods and hunt how I want to hunt. And, uh, I hunt a lot of public land and you know, it's, it's pretty, I live in Northeast Alabama. And I actually live uh, near Parker, and uh, and it's pretty mountainous. And I just I want to be able to hunt how I want to hunt, and live the lifestyle I want to live. And I was I, I had I have pretty severe sleep apnea, so that was part of it. But the weight gain was what was making my sleeping apnea worse and worse. So um, by losing the weight. It was just a win-win. I was going to be able to live, live the life that I wanted to live. Um, I want to I want to be able to go elk hunt next year, you know? I want to be able to do things like that. So I'm going to have to start working out to do that. But losing the weight first was the most important thing to me. And I've been able to accomplish that with this program. And I could not be more grateful for the friends that introduced this to me and uh, helped me gain my health back. I'll tell you what, man, just from the many turkey tours that I do, and I've gone out west a couple times, it is really hard when you're on the road um, not to, you know, indulge in that fast food life and and just eat poorly and and be sedentary the whole time up until, you know, you're kind of going to stands or or looking for for something to hunt. Yeah, that, that in itself can be a health hazard, and I think people overlook that a lot too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, I was eating McDonald's every five seconds. Reese, Reese is always telling me, you're going to eat some more McNuggies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was always a running joke. And I'm like, that's not, that's not happening anymore. So, um, but yeah, it, uh, you know, it's super easy to just go through a drive through But yeah, what is. I found is that on this program, it's so on the go, I just grab a bar or keep a cooler in the back of my vehicle and keep some, keep those bars in there and keep, um, and keep those waters nice and cold so I could make a protein shake and, uh, that the, you know, these shakes and bars and all this stuff that the company provides that, that has this program. And, uh, and I would just roll around with that until it was time for me to eat my lean and green. And I would go, eat a steak with some green beans or broccoli or something like that for dinner or go get some grilled chicken and green beans and asparagus or um, I would go um, eat some fish and a salad somewhere for dinner. You know, since since I was, I, you know, it only cost me about $12 a day for these little fuelings to eat. Um, so the money I was saving by... Um, eating these fuelings that took up about 80% of my food intake each day 
um, I was just putting that back into my one leaning green out on the road. Um, and I would go, I would go spend a little bit of money, a little bit more money, uh, at a sit down restaurant and eat what I'm supposed to eat for my leaning green, than go through a, a drive through and eat something quick, trying to save some money. I'd rather invest that money into my health than try to save a quick buck. I got you. Yeah. It sounds like you, you were able to, to have a pretty good balance being on the road. Like you said, you were this spring and, and also being able to, um, you know, still maintain that diet, which I would have thought would have been more of a challenge, but it sounds like you kind of, as long as you scheduled it out, you kind of had it planned. Yeah. And, uh, it sounds like it was a little cheaper on the wallet too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm probably sitting with my, you know, if I cook something at home, I'm probably sitting somewhere around 15 to $16 a day with my fuelings and my lean and green. Um, but it, if I go out to eat, it's probably somewhere around twenty to twenty-five dollars a day, and that's if I indulge. Like if I really like go to a decent, decent restaurant. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was really able to, uh, you know, kick this weight loss to the curb um, by doing this because it was so easy to do. I think most hunters are probably maybe listening in a little closer now when you talk about that lean and green you know for me i kill two or three deer a year and you know that that can last me a good minute at least with me and my small family so that's a that's a meal every night you got right there and then those small feelings i i probably would call it a snack you know like some something uh for example what'd you say a feeling would consist of so they're like a a little uh protein bar or like a little okay. shake or like you know like little crunchers or chips or something you can make in the microwave super really quick um this company provides it for us so once you get on the program you're able to get these fuelings I and you. uh so um but yeah it makes it super easy and i'm able to cook stuff at home super quick and uh make a make a leaning leaning green meal pretty quick and now you say you from what I understand, you've just been dieting. You haven't been exercising or, I mean, other Correct. than maybe out in the field whenever you're you're hunting and whatnot. Yeah. So this is just diet-based weight loss. Correct. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, we try to stay away from the word diet with this just okay. because, um, just because it's not a diet. It's a, it's a lifestyle change. So, sure. um, they want to, introduce more healthier habits um learning oh i think we're freezing up uh, looks like i lost connection with hunter on this end so i'm going to take a pause in the action all right we're back hunter uh technology these days what are you going to do man <laughs> yep yeah it's always gonna be something isn't it oh i think so i think so but hey we're we're back we're live and we're rocking and rolling so you were talking about how it's not a, just a diet it's a lifestyle go from there man correct. tell us what else was going on there correct so it's a lifestyle change so you know you start on what we call the five and one program and um so it'll it, you'll eat those five feelings a day and then uh, one leaning green, 
And then eventually over time, you are switching from eating less feelings, from from eating more feelings to less feelings and more leaning greens. So it's, it's teaching you healthier eating habits throughout this progress, you know, while you're losing the weight. Um, so now to answer your question, I, I have not gone to the gym. Uh, the only exercise I've gotten is from, uh, hunting and fishing and, you know, cause it can get pretty hot out there on those boats holding those big cameras. And, uh, and I occasionally go on a walk with, you know, my family and, and the dogs and stuff like that. But that's literally all the exercise I've gotten. I haven't hit the gym once. I haven't been to the gym in probably seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, at some point on this health journey that you've got going on that you will reintroduce yourself to a gym? Yeah, I probably will. Um, I probably will after I lose the weight, after I get to my goal weight. And uh, mainly because I want to go out west you know, next year. So I need to get in the gym and prepare for that. But that's the, you know, as of right now, I'm just trying to get the weight off. And this program is the best way to do that. In my opinion. Um, if you don't care about gaining muscle mass, I mean, you're going to maintain your muscle mass on this program. But, um, if you don't care about gaining muscle mass while you lose the weight, then this program is for you. Yeah. And I think that might be a little, contradicting i don't it's very hard to gain muscle mass while losing weight anyways um but well the 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 way that the the so you'll get the sustenance through the fuelings so each one of those fuelings has uh all five of those fuelings have what your body needs daily in protein nutritional value and uh vitamins and minerals so it's going to sustain everything that you've got and main, and balance you out properly. All the nutritional um, supplementation somebody would need to run correct. on a day-to-day basis. Correct. I got you. And and maintain what you've got. So yeah, no, you're not you're not going to gain muscle while doing this. But there are programs that they have for people um, that are going to the gym that want to lose the weight, but the five-in-one program is not for that okay well um you'd mentioned that you have a goal weight what was your start weight and and what is your goal weight okay so um i'm i started at 293 i'm about 6'1 6'2 on a good day um and i want to end up uh probably somewhere around 215 okay right on yeah i think that's uh do you do you focus on BMI at all whenever you're looking at that goal weight or not really? Um, not really. Um, I just want to get to where I'm healthy, you know, um, you know, whatever weight that is, you know, that's where I'll be happy at. You know, I'm not necessarily doing this to, uh, have certain numbers on BMI or, uh, look, you know, make sure I, I look better. The, the main reason I do it is just because I want to feel better okay. and and be able to live the life I want to live. Have you had any challenges along the way? Is this, I mean, has this been relatively easy for you or has this been, what, what challenges have you had up to this point? 
So the first week, I had a really bad sugar addiction. And the cravings were really bad the first week. So I had to go, I had to power through that pretty hard the first week. But, you know, as the weeks went on, my cravings started to go away as I stayed strict on the, strict on the program. Um, eventually my cravings left and they haven't been back since. And, uh, you know, I don't feel hungry at the end of the day anymore. Um, I don't crave a soda anymore. I don't crave uh, extreme chocolate moose tracks ice cream anymore. Some chicken nuggies <laughs> anymore? Yeah, yeah, chicken nuggies. <laughs> I don't crave the chicken nuggies anymore. I don't crave. I don't crave those processed foods anymore. I don't crave. Um, you know, like my fa- my my family when we're at a family get together, um, they can eat ice cream and cake and drink sweet tea and all this stuff in front of me and used to like even if i just saw it or smelt it my sugar addiction was so bad that i couldn't stand it that i would have to get a drink or have to take a bite or something like that and um but now my cravings have gone away and my sugar addiction has finally ceased and uh, you know i could sit there with them eating that right in front of me and i don't care anymore I mean, it's not worth it for me to get out of fat burn. So, um, there's, there's, I'm, I'm getting too many pros from this program to, uh, splurge and get, you know, divulge from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I'm in the medical community myself. I'm a, I'm a medical provider provider and, uh, you know, I listen, I'm kind of a nerd and I listen to a lot of medical um, podcasts and I was listening yeah. to a podcast by uh, Peter Atadia and he was, uh-huh. he was discussing that sugar, whether, you know, without consciously thinking about it, you know, your body is already kind of pushing you to go in that direction whenever you yeah. do have a sugar addiction. It's, it's almost subconscious sometimes you don't even think about it, yeah. you just before you even want it, your body is already kind of pushing you towards that direction. Yeah. I mean, my, my addiction was so bad at one point that I would, if it was really eating at me one night, I would get up at like 1030 at night, like not wake up, but like leave the house and drive like 20 minutes just to go to McDonald's to get a McFlurry. Wow. Like it was that bad. It was taking control of you, man. Yeah, it really was. It, it was it was sad, and I knew it. Like I was like, I know what I'm doing right now. This is not good. So that was another reason that I felt like I needed to make a change. Is that I want to be totally free of any kind of addiction. I've never been uh, addicted to alcohol, uh, smoking, never touched marijuana, um, and all that stuff. So. I've tried to stay away from anything that could, that I could get addicted to my whole life. And I realized that all along I was addicted to sugar and I just wanted to nip that in the mud, nip that in the bud. Yeah. Well, it's incredible that you have overcome that addiction. And I'd be curious to know now, just in the short time frame with the, you know, 50 pound weight loss, what you've noticed in the woods, um, how it's changed the way you're you're looking to hunt or have hunted or scouted you know you tell me 
you know, can give me some examples of how you've noticed it. So, um, I really didn't get to reap that much of the benefits during turkey season because I only lost 30 pounds. I definitely felt a whole lot better. Um, but, uh, I only lost 30 pounds during turkey season. You know, I lost, I lost the rest after turkey season ended for me. Um, but, uh, I definitely didn't feel like I needed to take that nap in the middle of the day. I felt like I could hunt longer because of that. Um, and also, so like, here's an example of how it's helped me so far going into this hunting season. Um, so I was in Kentucky recently, um, hanging out with Reese and setting up trail cameras and, you know, mineral licks and all this stuff. And, and, um, um, I had one camera left from this past season that I needed to go get that was still in the woods. <clears throat> and, uh, when I set it up there, um, it took me, it was on top of a pretty big hill and it took me two or three times going up that hill when I originally set that camera up last year, um, to finally get to the top. And I had to take those breather breaks and, when I went back in there to go grab that camera, I didn't have to stop once. I mean, wow. I felt I felt great. I was able to get up it. Um, you know, I was a little winded, but I was able to power up that hill because I was carrying 50, 50 less pounds, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, wow. Yeah, so that that's just an example of how it's helped me so far. Um but I have a feeling that it's really going to change the game for me this year come deer season. Sounds like you've gotten a lot more energy, you know, like you said, yep. not, not being able, having to take a, a midday nap and also just being able to accomplish things in the woods and, and move more efficiently than you ever have before. Yep. Are you a mobile hunter? Are you a guy that hunts out of a saddle or a set stand guy or hunt from the ground? How, how, what's your strategy? So, uh, the majority of time I'm hunting out of a saddle, but sometimes I'll hunt some private land and, um, you know, we'll, we'll already have stands set up and everything, but, um, no, the majority of the time I'm hunting out of a saddle, uh, I hunt out of the the tethered phantom and I really love it. Um, but you know, beforehand, so saddle hunting can really be tough on your IT bands that run along the side of your legs and your knees. Mm-hmm. And um, so I my, I definitely had issues with that last year, and I have a feeling it's really going to help me be more comfortable in the saddle this com- this deer season. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, I am more of a mobile hunter. Um, I like to carry everything in, set it up, and uh, carry it out when I leave. Well, I think this probably will help um... – a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm glad I got to hear your story, man, and uh, we could share it with our audience because I think that it's not something that's been talked about a lot. You know, there are those guys out there, you know, like Cameron Haynes and, you know, the Hunt Fit guys. And yeah, I don't think that it necessarily has to be at that level or extreme, um, you no. know, to, to really – reap the benefits in the woods but also just be a healthier outdoorsman correct you know i yeah. yeah so um what i have to say on that a little bit is that um 
you don't have to go the routes of hitting it really hard in the gym like that and going on those ridiculous runs that Cameron Haynes goes on. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But um, you do need to change your mindset if you're gonna do if you're gonna do any kind of weight loss or any kind of fitness or anything like that. Um, that's the number one thing that you have to change is your mindset. You have to tell yourself, I'm going to lose this weight and stick to it. And um, so that's where I, I could relate a little bit to those people is that I've changed my mindset. And um, so um, you don't have to go to the extremes of Cameron Haynes, but no marathons there are other day. ways. Yeah, there are <laughs> other ways that you can you can gain your health back and be able to do what you want in the woods without going to those extremes. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, you know, a lot a lot of guys, at least that I'm around, you know, they're they're setting their health back because they're so focused on hunting or doing other things. Yeah. And you lose sight, you know, sometimes if you want to keep doing this for a long time, I think we got to stay healthy and you know, I I think that your story, you know, makes will inspire others to maybe start their health journey as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'll be more than happy to help them if they, if they want to reach out. Uh, I, I love helping people with this because um, it makes me feel good knowing that I've given people the chance to gain their health back like I did. So I'm sure as you know, you're gaining this energy, this motivation, you've got this new mindset. You know, I'm sure you're looking at 2022 as, as maybe a record year for yourself. What, what kind of plans do you have so far in the making for this year? Like trip-wise? Trip-wise, hunting-wise, what, what are your goals for this year? Um, I just I want to be able to go farther and do more in the outdoors than I ever have before. But, um, you know, I've got several trips planned. I don't necessarily – I'm definitely going to hunt Kentucky. Definitely going to hunt Tennessee. Um, might hunt – uh, Illinois and or Ohio. Um, there's been talks with Reese on possibly Nebraska, but that's still up in there. But, um, the beauty of my job is it gives me a lot of free time. So I'm able to go and do these trips like this, um, during the fall. Cause I get a lot of my work done earlier in the year. Um, so I want to take full advantage. So my goal really is to take full advantage of, uh, the blessings that God has given me through having the profession I have and be able to go out and make these memories out in the woods with, you know, friends and family um, all across the, you know, the Midwest and, and wherever it takes me really. Um, you know, if I kill some deer along the way, I'll, I'll just be icing on the cake, you know, but um, my goal is to enjoy myself and push myself to go farther and do more. Well, those are some really good goals, man, and uh, good luck to you along the way. But I think, you know, maybe my favorite is that you're going to go kill some of Reese's Kentucky Bucks. Yeah, I think that'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't view me as much of a threat. Uh Uh-oh. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully I'll become more of a threat. Exactly. 2022 (laughs) is about to change. Yeah. You might get a little less invite from him now. Once you go down there and kill any of them booners. Um, yeah, yeah. Come down hunt with us, man. 
I I definitely need to. I, I was pushing for it last year and, you know, had some uh, personal things come up. So I I, I made all the excuses not to. So now now I, I ain't got none now that I got the invite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be a good time, man. It, it's it's fun hanging out with Reese. He can be a turd, but he can be he can be a good he can be a good time. Yeah, sounds like he's been a, a pretty good friend to you as far as you know pushing you in the right directions and and helping you overcome yeah. overcome some of that you know maybe yeah. hesitation you had. And what now? Uh, and that hesitation that you had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pushed me in several ways. I mean, um, I've really gained more of an entrepreneurial mindset since becoming friends with him. Um, he's really been a big motivator financially, um, you know, on, <laughs> and health-wise, he has been a motivation unintentionally. Yeah. But um, he... Uh, you know, he's been a good friend to me. Um, you know, his house, he always makes sure that his house is open and, and makes me feel at home when I'm there. And, uh, you know, he's just a overall good dude. Well, we don't want to talk him up too much now. Um, <laughs> why, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about you a little bit more? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'd love to hear more about, you know, are you contracting yourself out? Like, do you have your own media company? Like, what are you doing? I know that you said you've got your hands dipped in a little bit of everything, filming for some guys and, uh, hunting and then fishing as well. Yeah. So, um, I have a, uh, a, a little media company called Paint Rock Creative. And, uh, the reason I named it that is, is the local uh, river around here is called the Paint Rock River. So, you know, it kind of... I like uh, that. I like that a lot. Shows my ties. Yeah, shows my ties towards home. You know, it's, it's sort of like with your podcast. Uh, it, I'm assuming that's the area code that you live... Or the, the... Not the area code, but the... Uh, no, that's it, man. The, you bet. Area code. Yeah. yeah. That's what we call yeah. it around here so, in Missouri anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, just to show your ties towards, you know, home. And, uh, but yeah, I do a lot of filming, uh, a lot more in the fishing industry than I used to in the hunting industry. Now, um, the budgets are a little bit more there. Um, but I also do a lot of weddings and real estate photography and family portraits, and, um, like small commercial stuff, uh, for local businesses and, and all that stuff. So that, that's where my, my real income comes from, um, you know, I'm able to live off that income and, and enjoy myself and and uh, be able to do what I want to do with my life and have a little bit more financial freedom than, than most people do. So, And I think you might have mentioned this already, and I'm not a professional fisherman by any means, but typically a lot of the fishing happens around spring and summer, right? Correct. So yeah. you're getting so, that fall time off a lot or no? So, Are they fishing in the fall? <laughs> so during covid they had to switch things over and we did a lot more filming in the fall okay but um but other than that it it's usually done by august or september with the bassmaster stuff um you know and then i'll just do uh a little bit of filming for fishing university um like i've got a lot of filming with them coming up from like um august through october and then I should be pretty wide open for deer season after that. So, 
then I've got a couple weddings lined up here and there. So, um, just to, you know, fill up a little bit of gap time. So, but yeah, uh, the majority of my fall is focused on deer hunting and, uh, traveling. I like it. I like it. That that's living the dream in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very blessed to, uh, live the lifestyle that I live. Yep, but that was uh, that wasn't by luck. It sounds like uh, a lot of hard work got poured into that. A lot of learning moments yeah. and a lot of friendships yeah. built. More than yeah, more than anything, friendships built and a lot of networking. Now, before we jump off here, was there anything that you wanted to add it on on today's show, or um, have we have we pretty much covered it all? Um, no, I mean, really. Uh, you know, the only thing I have to add is that if anybody out there is listening and and uh, wants to uh, take their health back, I'll be more than happy to help them out. Um, just reach out to me on any social media. It's uh, at HunterLindsay93. So um, really, other than that, I've enjoyed my time here on the podcast, and I, I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's been an honor, man. Heck yeah, man. We're going to have to do this again. And talk a lot more hunting and uh yeah if they if they want to reach out to you about the program you know yeah. you know i'm sure you would love to give more details on the outside of this podcast there's probably you know been some questions as people are like well what is this program what is this program <laughs> reach out to hunter yeah. man and uh you know get hooked up get back into a healthy lifestyle where you know yeah. you can enjoy hunting and recreation yeah definitely I'll be more than happy to help anybody that reaches out to me. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And that's how we do it on the 573. We'll see you on the next one. See ya.